we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Quiri cast with the Larry Quiri die. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hi, hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry, and it's such a pleasure to be back. Uh, just being so intermittent. It's just, yeah, you're going to find out about it in part two when I talk about the economy. And in part three, when I talk about uh, how to slide into a girl's DMs without being creepy. Yeah, that's what's up on this week's uh, episode of the Criticast. But uh, just to go through some of the news this week, of course, sport took center stage, particularly the Warriors. The Warriors going out to DRC, chalking up a 2-1 win, thanks to Knowledge Masona uh, having scored the second goal. And the heroics by the keeper as well. And then coming back to Harare and uh, drawing 1-1, although it should have been 2-1 to the Warriors because, well, Nox Matizwa, yes, scored, uh, but that was chalked off because it was wrongly called offside. And also missed the services of Captain Knowledge Musona, who had been, well, given a second yellow, which is fair. I mean, the referee from the first match was pretty good. So I don't think anyone's complaining too much about that referee. Uh, they're also going to talk about, well, uh, we talked about it, and talking about Zimbabwe cricket, uh, who, well, lost all their matches in South Africa, though I did see improvements. And those improvements have resulted in three Zimbabwean players, Brendan Mavuta, um, Sean Williams and Sekanda Raza, getting contracts for the new Mzansi Super League T20. So they're going to be playing in the Super League T20, an excuse to follow that league. And then uh, also the Zimbabwe Rugby Sevens team that was crowned the champions of Africa this weekend after out in Tunisia after beating Kenya in the final, I think, what is the score line? Do I remember? I think it was 19-5 or something. It was 19-5. I think that was the score line. 17-5 or 19-5. 17-5 probably. And what had been impressive, yeah, it is 17-5. What had been impressive is the, was the semi-final when Zimbabwe came down from 19-0 uh, to win that match 24-19 in extra time. So... Yeah, so excited when Zimbabwe does very well in sport. Away from sport, did you see that thing about that guy called Lamini at Sankai? Now, Sankai is a club in Harare that is owned by Genius, uh, Genimbi, as they call him. And essentially, what happened is that this guy's had about $87,000 worth of alcohol. It's not one sitting, but it's over four different seat sittings. And he was fraudulent. He was sitting, sending fraudulent uh, claims that he had paid. And one day, Genius just went and checked with the bank to see what was up and found out that money wasn't paid. Uh, apparently, this guy is also involved in some other fraud. So he's been called a con man. 
Uh, he's 23 years old, Lamini, behave, man. Uh, also, what can we talk about? The snake pasta in South Africa is up to it again. At uh, this time, uh, what's his name? Peno Nguni. Who is the, remember, he's the one who used to make people eat snakes. Remember him? Well, he's getting people to eat dogs. Okay. To eat dogs in order to be cured of cancer and HIV. Look. And it, it's easy to be mad at the pastor, okay? It's easy to start saying, oh, terrible person. But at some point, the statute of limitation, the ownership of, you know, whatever you're supposed to do has to lie with the person who decides to go to those churches and listens to that weird stuff and decides it's fact. At some point, you have to take responsibility. And I think sometimes we, we give people a lot of free passes in as far as this is concerned. Also happening, um, the Zim passport is ranked number 77 in the world. Did you hear about that? Yeah, it's ranked number 77 in the world and allows you access to 64 countries without visa. So that's pretty exciting. And then finally, the weird thing that happened on social media this uh, past couple of days days past week is the fight between uh, the deputy minister of information broadcasting publicity whatever the ministry is called energy Todi, and the owner of uh, amh this uh trevor Nube. and they're out there going having twitter tours as they call them i actually think tours used to be for young people and if you really look at it young people are actually not fighting on social media as much as they used to. It's the older people that are having fights in social media. And to be honest, no one came out looking fresh there. Okay, Both of them were being stupid, if you ask me. And whatever the reason, you know, egos need to be settled in private. You don't need to tell the whole world. It really gets people who are young to lose respect for, for older people fighting on social media about whatever it is. Whoever was correct or wasn't correct. Having a spat on social media was never the answer. And um, the information minister, Monica Muchangwa, got the guys to sit down, have a chat, and now they've buried the hatchet. It's Larry and you listen to the Criticast. You can listen to the Criticast for free on iTunes or IONO FM. And don't forget to subscribe to the Criticast with Larry Quirirai. It's not fearless, just real talk. So I'm just, quick, I'm just going to quickly tell you about this exciting book club we have at 3MOB. Uh, so because the 3MOB book club. So we've just set up a book club. It's been there for a couple of months. And we have discussions every Wednesday and we have a book of the month and we have hangouts that we have and friend, new friendships have been made. And I'd encourage you to go to www.3-mob.com forward slash book club. Book club is just one word. So 3-mob.com forward slash book club and join the book club some exciting things lined up for the rest of the year including a book drive which i'll be telling you about in the next episode of the Criticast. so yeah welcome to the Criticast once again and uh well you know i have to talk about the economy there's just so many things that happened uh the finance minister woke up one day and decided there's a new tax two percent and everybody was like oh no oh no didn't I don't know, maybe the government kidnapped the people in the industry and commerce's babies, all of them. And then suddenly they're like, oh, no, actually, let's do it. It was so weird. The about turn was so weird. 
<laughs> it was one of the weirdest things. But anyway, um, after that, the foreign currency shortages, the rate went up to 700% uh, or 1 is to 7. And suddenly overnight, it just dropped. Now, some people say this is because the government was the major buyer and it just stopped buying. And then some other people say some uh, big mogul who had been dumping money onto the, into, onto the streets was suddenly caught. So they caught, they caught feelings or got, got, got cold feet. Who knows? What we know is the president has said that uh, these parallel markets, the black market, is now classified as a security threat. This was in a message he wrote to the nation. If you saw it in this past weekend's uh, Sunday Mail, you, you wrote long and hard to the nation, telling them this is what the plan is, this is what's happening. But meanwhile, what's happening is prices are going up, Mr. President. And that's something we can't get away from. The reality of the situation is the cost of living has gone up. And, you know, I was in a situation where it's funny enough that the, the cost of, say, um, Orange Crush in across the border is 40 rand, which is just under $3. In Zimbabwe, the same product is $9. So you're sitting there, you're like, this doesn't make sense. And people can argue until the sun comes home and say, hey, there's these RTGS balances, this is domestic debt and all that other stuff. But real people are being affected. And clever arguments are not going to make this go away. Whoever, you know, resulted in that debt needs to explain that debt. And I think that's one thing that hasn't happened, is no one's explained to us why the debt went from what was 200 million six years ago to 9 billion? Like, what were you buying? You know what I mean? And this is a time when we had diamonds and all those all sorts of things happening. So what happened? We need to know what actually happened. And why do we have such a huge domestic debt? Because then we're being asked to pay a debt for things we don't know about. It's like someone goes to to a club, expensive club, and buys the most expensive whiskey or wine or whatever it is, and then you have to come and bail them out. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, you can't afford to buy food at home. But you're being asked to, 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 to carry this debt, right, in the form of taxes, whatever the case may be. So we need to understand what happened. How did we get to $9 billion? This is something that people need to know. I, I, I have so many questions. I mean, businesses are closing at the moment. And while we're saying we're trying to fight for, you know, more investment and so forth, let's try and secure the investment that's there. Let's try and make sure the business that are there become viable. They stay open. Because if it doesn't make sense as it stands. It's like the Zimbabwe Human Rights Commission came out and says we need more pro-poor policies. Most of the policies are going to make the rich richer. They're, they're about the mainstream companies and punishing you know, the informal sector. And, and yet the reality of the matter is you, you can't get away from the fact that we need pro-poor pro-poor uh, 
um, policies, policies that are target targeted at cushioning the blow against uh, the, the, the most vulnerable people in our society. And people, it's not like people want to be money changed. It's not like people want to be sleeping on the streets so that they'll be able to sell their wares tomorrow morning. They'd also like to sleep at home. They'd also like to, to travel. They'd also like to have a drink. They'd also like, you know, do something very simple, like go to Victoria Falls and not get asked to pay for everything in U.S. dollars or else it's four times the price. They'd like to go to a, to a pharmacy and buy insulin, right? Because they're diabetic. Given that one in ten people in Zimbabwe is diabetic, they'd like to go there and buy insulin. I know somebody said in bond notes the insulin costs something ridiculous like uh, $120 or something like that. And this just sounds sustainable. And the person needs four of those a week. How is that person supposed to survive? And these are real people. It's not statistics. These are real people. So, I mean, while all this talk, talk about the burdens on all of us and restructuring the economy, let's not forget to save lives. That's important. Because without those lives, you can have the healthiest economy. But without healthy people... Without people proud to live in that, in that space, without people who actually survive, who get food to eat or something like that, we're not going to get anywhere. So yeah, we're in the final segment of the credit cast, and as always, it is the relationship segment. And I want to talk about how to slide into her DMs without being a creep. And it's easy to just fall over into creep, okay? So, so you've seen someone on social media and you just want to slide into her DMs. I've got five tips, and you need to make note of these gents. First of all, number one, I know it's easy to do it, but don't comment on a person's appearance. Don't comment on their looks. You know what I mean? Don't even do it at all. The first rule of DMing is, is don't say or don't talk about what a person looks like. The moment you talk about how they look, this sends a message that you, you're creepy. And this is immediate. So don't. Seriously, just don't do it. Just don't. Pay it to, what you got to do is, is now is part two. Pay attention to detail. Look at their posts. Read them. Um, you know, look for commonalities, okay? And don't stay away from opening lines like, hey, sexy, okay? Instead, sweep over the person's uh, pictures, a tweet. Uh, look for things that you have in common, you, you know? You have to come across as someone who's genuinely interested in their life. Okay, she posts pictures of her dogs, okay? Uh, does she seem to do things on the outdoors? She talks a lot about yoga, Find those threads and start working with those because you have to come across as being patently interested in their life. The third thing is you need to keep it real, okay? Don't look for mass-produced messages. It's easy, you know, to, to just use the kind of messages that somebody else uses. So 
remember, especially if they're a very attractive person, they, they, they receive DMs on the regular. So they will know when you're sending something that's just run off the mill, uh, you know, they, hey, you're very cute, uh, whatnot, uh, whatever it is. I, I'm, I'm talking about that. But, um, you know, I already say that don't use the opening line of talking about the appearance. But you know what I mean? It's this sort of line that you say to every cute person that you come across. And it gets boring. And the funny thing is, you might even be in a situation where you've DM'd somebody they know. And if you just use the same line, then you come across as tacky. And it's just, just weird. So just be genuine. Um, send messages that are tailored for the person you're speaking to. You know, personalized message shows that you respect them and that your interest is actually very real. And if they're into it, you will know. So, look. Uh, you you DM'd on Instagram. Uh, there's the decline button if it exists. Uh, if if they use that, then you know that they're not down. And even if you have a chat going with the person, you know, and after some time they just switch off. Maybe it's on Tinder or whatever the place may be. Then you know it's pretty simple. Read the words they're sending to you and respond to them. Offer your perspective or a story from your life that is what I'd call, you know, contextually relevant. That's what you want to do. Uh, if they're interested in you, they will respond. And that's, that's, that's all there is to it. And if the, if the conversation seems to be lacking, take a, look, take a look at the responses that you're getting. If the short one-word answers, for example, after you started asking questions, chances are they're just not into it. And finally, taking the DMs into real life. What you got to do is you got to listen to your gut. There is no formula around this. See how the conversation goes. And if you're vibing, you can go ahead and ask them out. Uh, I suggest something like, you know, coffee or tea, you know, somewhere where you can just swap stories, a public place. Uh, and, you know, or maybe the offer to exchange numbers or Snapchat to start off with. If you want to take the conversation offline, um, show them that, and you know, that maybe you want to introduce them to a different social media profile that, that is not the same one to show that you're a real person and have interests. But note that if the person isn't interested, don't try to persist too much. Just move on. It happens. You know what I mean? But if they are, okay, go on the coffee date, right? And, and find out what happens next. Yeah. I'm hoping that's, uh, that's helped somebody out there. And with that, I say thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of the Cast. And uh, um, just before I go, just to remind you that the Qu- the Cast is available on uh, on iTunes uh, as well as on iono.fm. You get that information at the end from Bonnie. And it is a production of Three Men on a Boat uh, Publishing. Uh, you can catch me, though, uh, via email. Just write to Larry at 3-mob.com. And you can also get me on, on my social media platforms on Twitter at Kwiririai with a Y-I. But all the other social media pr- platforms, just look for Larry Kwiririai. I'm on a lot of social media pa- platforms, so you can get me there. And, um, yeah, catch me on ZFM Stereos on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesdays between 7.30 and 8.30 on the platform and on Health Matters between 8.30 and 9pm. That's this on a Tuesday. Yeah, this is about it. Yeah, is there anything else I forgot? Absolutely not. So, 
I'm going to finish off with the words of Don Draper, if you remember him, from uh, that hit TV series, Mad Men. And he says, people tell you who they are, but we ignore it because we want them to be who we want them to be. It's been Larry. It's been The Criticast. Take care of yourself. You can listen to The Criticast for free on iTunes or IONO FM. And don't forget to subscribe to The Criticast with Larry Quirai. It's not fearless, just real talk.